Welcome to Demogranomics, your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the US economy. Demogranomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Mike Williams here, and uh, today we're going to call this $30 trillion, anyone? As we suspected and covered for you in recent podcasts, we're seeing some mild selling and chop this week as we kick off the deep-seeded haze of the summer, most on pretty punk volume and almost all based on various news headlines, now going on months old. It's been a while since we got a new black swan. By the way, I call it BS for short, with Brexit almost behind us. Look for a fresh flock of BSs soon. As we all head off to another summer weekend, enjoy same with family and friends. Patience, my friends. Good stuff is unfolding under the surface. Take these thoughts with you before breaking down a few details to ponder over the weekend. Just a reminder to make sure you check into the members area for updates, podcasts, and additional postings. The portfolio weekly updates will be posted by later this evening as your review as for your review as well. Buddy, can you spare a dime? Another often overlooked aspect of the generational shift underway is the massive wealth transfer so often referenced in the media. While they tell us repeated the, the many fingers of doom pointing at us dead ahead, they seemingly forget the baby boom amassed more wealth than any generation known to mankind before it. About $30 trillion or so, give or take a few hundred million. We already know where $8 trillion of that is sitting. It's in bank accounts, sitting fearfully, earning nothing. The point? Stop fearing change. This wealth flowing to the next generation over the next two to three decades will be just another nail in the coffin for purveyors of the end of the world. While the masses continue to dig deeply into the multiple black swans on the horizon, consider this. It's summer. Volume is weak. Attention is thin. All of these things are normal for a summer. Brexit is driving insane reactions. Zika is on the loose. Terrorism is now homegrown. The nuttiest set of candidates ever are at war for the U.S. presidential seat. And the Fed's position has been so confused by experts as to make it almost worthless. And yet, with all of that, we stand just a few percentage points off all-time highs in the United States stock market. Incredible how much is being overlooked. Having done this for 33 years, for some reason the Manfred Mann earth band tune is playing in the back of my mind, blinded by the light. I'm not sure how this unfolded, probably a tiny bit at a time, maybe much like the horrible idea that QE was about printing money and it would light a blaze of global hyperinflation. Not to be beaten, there is this grand idea that central bankers from around the world somehow control interest rates. They've somehow collectively screwed us all by keeping these magical rates low with these secret leverage points they have. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Let's call this bond buying 101. 
I have yet to witness, nor have I ever heard any reports of any employee of a central bank on any continent who has rustled up a bunch of those bad old bond buyers and rushed them into line, calculators pressed against their heads, forcing them to stand in line and demand 1.61% 10-year bonds, or worse in the case of negative rates. There has been no pressure to bid for those low rates or no-rate bonds around the world. If you step out of line in that bidding frenzy, there is another bidder waiting. If there weren't those bidders, if there weren't so many people terrified of the future, choosing instead to get low rates instead of risking it in the stock market, you would not have lower rates. I don't care what a central bank does. If that were art, real estate, crude oil, or stocks, we would all call it crazy. Here, we simply blame it on central bankers. I'm sorry to burst that bubble, pun intended, but this thought process could not be more incorrect. Many years from now, when we are older and our kids will begin to dissect exactly what we did, it's going to dawn on us all that this odyssey and all these new acronyms since the 08-09 crisis has been an experiment indeed. Not about money, not about debt, not about interest rates. It has been deemed experimental because we have never had this much deep-seated fear about our future, which in turn has driven this much demand for cash deposits or bond holdings, what has been deemed safe assets. It all settles down to fear. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound too simplistic, but after this many years of madness over one Armageddon event after another, have we not learned just yet? It is a rare occurrence indeed these days to have any discussion about any investment or the future, which does not sound something like this. Two-hour reviews are one hour and 54 minutes of discussing what could and likely will go wrong, along with six minutes of discussing what possibly could go right. It is much like the nightly news we've all gotten used to. Eight minutes kicking off the horrible events around the world, 21 and a half minutes of commercials and bullet points of doom, and a 30-second short piece from Bridge Falls, Virginia, about a cat being rescued from a tree. Or better, the ads of drugs that seem to pepper our airwaves these days. 16 seconds of the drug benefits... Three minutes and 14 seconds of a lawyer quietly reading in the background about all the terrible things that can and may happen to you if you take the drug. It has become the white noise in our brain, the white noise of all activity, the white noise of society. What will go wrong next? How do I stay away from risk? Who will be the driver of doom? Where will it come from? Listen, I've been told the world is ending since the first week I got into this business. That was way back in July of 1982. Said another way, one has a choice on these things. One can perceive that the day you are born is the day you begin to die, or it's the first day of the rest of your life. Logically, which do you think would be more productive over the next 80 years or so? Note this, for Generation Y, that saying is soon going to turn into over the next 100 to 120 years or so. It's time for a reality check. 
we're on the verge of some of the most incredible steps forward of our time, of all time, in demand, in consumption, in business margins, profits, revenues, growth, technology, people sciences, medicines, and investing. Opportunity abounds, but we have been blinded for years by the white light of stark, raving, mad internal fears which have driven our decisions. Let's not get this wrong. Risk is in everything we do, anywhere we do it. All wealth ever created is because you took a risk. I don't care if you have $10 or a family office with a billion dollars sitting in the bank. They came, that money came from decades of mind-altering, risky decisions. Thousands upon thousands of choices were made over the years it took to build wealth, almost all relating to some risk, some hurdle of some sort. Confidence in your goal and in your future, faith in the process and the history outcome is what has brought about every single success of anyone who has experienced it. Change our minds first. Quell our fears first. Have faith first before fear and the world changes entirely. It does not take all the often useless Wall Street tools so many look to sell you. But let's get back to those interest rates points. Enough already on interest rates and the Fed and the next rate hike. Forget about the next rate hike. Let's get on with the facts. Here they are. The Fed cannot control rates. Buyers and sellers of bonds control rates. Immortal fear is raging in the minds of most investors, driving historical demand for money and bonds, not stocks. When that changes, rates will rise Money will no longer be in your bank account, and you will be buying stocks hand over fist because that's what will be popular. When that fear has abated, when we are no longer terrified of what the future brings, and we begin to invest in confidence and growth again, the long end of the bond curve will rise, steepening the yield curve again. Then, and only then, the Fed will raise short-term rates. Call it simple. Call it rose-colored glasses. It's the path we're on. Chatter and angst about the next quarter-point hike is wasted time and energy, blinding too many to the expansion ahead. As we go off on this podcast, I want to get you with one more surprise. Residential real estate was the world's monster in 08 and 09. We certainly all remember that. Mortgages were the end-all, be-all contagion. It took the global economy to the brink, it busted banks, it busted Wall Street, and the government had to step in. It created the basis for what we now call our addiction to fear. The overhang in the real estate market was, quote, going to last us for decades, and we would have to pray for miracles to have a remedy. Well, I have a comment for you. Meet your miracles. 86 million-plus kids in Generation Y and 78 million boomers who will change retirement as we know it. The good news is, the latter group also has $30 trillion to burn. Here's the point. The latest data on real estate home sales carried a fascinating tidbit of information. National home supply is now three months of sales. It has been nearly four decades since the supply of homes was this thin. Now get this point here for a second. 
we haven't even really started seeing the 50 million kids that are going to move out, move out. And yet we're already running out of homes. The better news, in the next three, five, and 10 years, as we've already said, we're going to see 50 million kids move. They're going to start a life, build a family, and need a roof to live under. So hold on, folks. The doom and gloom sales pitch is about used up. This is the first out of the first inning of a very long ball game. That said, let's pray for a summer swoon and be ready to use it to our advantage. We'll work up more ideas for you over the weekend, but until we see you again, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Mm-hmm.